This was simply idiotic. One might as well have had no armour on at all in battle as to have it only on his legs. The expert now put in the whole second story on the alarm, charged three hundred dollars for it and went his way. By and by, one night, I found a burglar in the third story about to start down a ladder with a lot of miscellaneous property. My first impulse was to crack his head with a billiard cue but my second was to refrain from this attention because he was between me and the cue-rack. The second impulse was plainly the soundest, so I refrained and proceeded to compromise. I redeemed the property at former rates after deducting ten percent for use of ladder, it being my ladder, and next day we sent down for the expert once more and had the third story attached to the alarm for three hundred dollars. By this time the annunciator had grown to formidable dimensions, it had forty-seven tags on it, marked with the names of the various rooms and chimneys, and it occupied the space of an ordinary wardrobe. The gong was the size of a washbowl and was placed above the head of our bed. There was a wire from the house to the coachman's quarters in the stable, and a noble gong alongside his pillow. We should have been comfortable now but for one defect. Every morning at five, the cook opened the kitchen door in the way of business, and rip went that gong. The first time this happened, I thought the last day was come, sure. I didn't think it in bed, no, but out of it, for the first effect of that frightful gong is to hurl you across the house and slam you against the wall, and then curl you up and squirm you like a spider on a stove lid till somebody shuts the kitchen door. In solid fact, there is no clamour that is even remotely comparable to the dire clamour which that gong makes. Well, this catastrophe happened every morning regularly at five o'clock and lost us three hours sleep. For mind you, when that thing wakes you, it doesn't merely wake you in spots. It wakes you all over, conscience and all, and you are good for eighteen hours of wide awakeness subsequently. Eighteen hours of the very most inconceivable wide awakeness that you ever experienced in your life. A stranger died on our hands one time, and we vacated and left him in our room overnight. Did that stranger wait for the general judgment? No, sir. He got up at five the next morning in the most prompt and unostentatious way. I knew he would. I knew it mighty well. He collected his life insurance and lived happily ever after, for there was plenty of proof as to the perfect squareness of his death. Well, we were gradually fading towards a better land on account of the daily loss of sleep, so we finally had the expert up again, and he ran a wire to the outside of the door and placed a switch there, whereby Thomas the butler always made one little mistake. He switched the alarm off at night when he went to bed, and switched it on again at daybreak in the morning, just in time for the cook to open the kitchen door and enable that gong to slam us across the house, sometimes breaking a window with one or the other of us. At the end of the week, we recognised that this switch business was a delusion and a snare. We also discovered that a band of burglars had been lodging in the house the whole time, not exactly to steal, for there wasn't much left now, but to hide from the police, for they were hot-pressed and they shrewdly judged that the detectives would never think of a tribe of burglars taking sanctuary in a house notoriously protected by the most imposing and elaborate burglar alarm in America. I sent down for the expert again, and this time he struck a most dazzling idea. He fixed the thing so that opening the kitchen door would take off the alarm. 
It was a noble idea, and he charged accordingly. But you already foresee the result. I switched on the alarm every night at bedtime, no longer trusting on Thomas's frail memory. And as soon as the lights were out, the burglars walked in at the kitchen door, thus taking the alarm off without waiting for the cook to do it in the morning. You see how aggravatingly we were situated. For months we couldn't have any company, not a bed spare in the house, all occupied by burglars. Finally, I got up a cure of my own. The expert answered the call and ran another ground wire to the stable and established a switch there, so that the coachman could put on and take off the alarm. That worked first rate, and a season of peace ensued, during which we got to inviting company once more and enjoying life. But by and by, the irrepressible alarm invented a new kink. One winter's night, we were flung.